Well, it's been a couple of days since the draft. Why don't we try and figure out exactly what to expect for the Denver Nuggets? Plus, I'll let you know what I've been hearing around the league as far as free agency goes. The other teams in the West and elsewhere. We'll cover all that and more on Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. My name is Matt Moore. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Really appreciate having you on board. Recording this late on Monday night. Wanted to jam out an episode for you for a Monday, heading into Tuesday. We'll probably do a Tuesday show, so you're going to have two shows when you wake up on Tuesday to get you caught up on. I want to talk a little bit more about the draft because I had some lingering thoughts on the draft as well as some free agency stuff. Um, We'll talk a little bit about expectations for the Nuggets. This is kind of going to be the theme of today's show. Uh, As a heads up, I'm not going to have any sort of like the Nuggets are looking at this guy. It's the same list of guys that we've been talking about. Like No surprises there, but we will kind of get into some of the options for the Nuggets and what I've heard uh, a little bit in the final segment. Do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. On my own tonight, Adam Mares is off celebrating his anniversary. Happy anniversary, Adam. Uh, I was He was going to do a show with me today, and I couldn't because I went took my wife hiking. That's actually a thing I did is I took my wife, and we went hiking. Uh, it was great. She actually went kayaking, which was awesome. I am also, by the way, I heard that there was feedback on the audio quality of the show. Our provider, Restream, is having some issues. So I'm hopeful that we're not going to have any sort of like problems in this one if we do i promise you i will get it resolved as right now i'm not expecting any problems i think we should be smooth sailing as far as the technical stuff uh flow asked in the comment how many pods in a row is this for you this is my second one in a row i just did a locked on nba which you can talk about uh here on youtube or wherever you get podcasts i did with tony east who i love it's great doing shows with tony and um yeah i had to talk about Kyrie irving which frustrates me because Kyrie irving is Pretty much the most frustrating person in the NBA for me right now for a number of reasons. But that is not for today's show. I want to talk about the draft. So there are issues, I think, when it comes to local coverage of the Nuggets and every NBA team in that most often your beat writers are going to be pretty defensive of the team. And the question for that is, well, are they just defensive of the team because... They cover them and they're buddies with them and they're friends and therefore they need to maintain their connections or their friendships. And so they just defend these things. That's usually like an outside perspective on it. Um, I think it's important when I talk about the nuggets for you to kind of understand what my perspective is. I tend to sometimes be a little bit more defensive of the team and the coach and those types of things, because I've covered the other teams so long that I know what bad it is. And so there's this scale and your scale, understandably as a fan of the Denver Nuggets gets to be higher than mine. Right? So I judge the Nuggets basically like, here's a good first question. Are they the Kings? 
No, no, the Nuggets are not the Kings. So that's like a point. That's like putting your name on the test, right? You get a point for that. You're not the Kings. Are you the Knicks? No, you're not the Knicks. You get another point. Are you the Charlotte Hornets? No. All right, so you get another point there. The point here is that on a scale of all NBA teams, the Denver Nuggets over the past six years have been really good. They've been well-managed. They've been well-coached. They've developed on the right timeline. They've done a lot of things right to be able to get themselves in a good position uh, going forward. When it comes to a situation like the draft on Thursday, this also gets into a complicated area for me because, again, I'm judging it based off of what everyone did. The Portland Trailblazers traded for Jeremy Grant, and they've been after Jeremy Grant for a long time, and they gave up almost nothing to get him. That was a steal of a deal for the Jer- for the for the Pistons. It was a great deal. They got a quality player in Jeremy Grant for a pretty low value draft pick, right? If you go beyond that and you look at the rest of the draft night, what major trade for a veteran was made? The only other veteran that was traded, essentially, besides Jermichael Green as part of that Thunder deal, was actually. When you look at it, Kemba Walker, that's it. There were a number of teams that wanted to make deals. The Atlanta Hawks badly wanted to trade John Collins and Neil Gallinari. They're still trying to work that DeJounte Murray angle, which that one's weird. We'll talk about that later. So the question here is not, I used to be somebody that would say, you got to do something. You got to do something. And that's, that's really who I used to be. I'm no longer of that space because I've had these conversations about how frustrating it is to be a GM when you're trying to make a deal. And it makes a lot more sense when you start to actually think about it from all of their perspective. Um, This is a pretty cutthroat business. It's just basketball, but there's a lot of money on the line. And so what you have is basically, I have to try and improve. If you don't have, you can't just sign guys, right? If you're working the trade market, I have to try and improve my team And to do so, I have to cooperate and make a deal with one of the other 29 guys that is trying to beat me. They're all trying to beat me. None of them want me to succeed. They may want me to succeed more than some others, but ultimately there's only one champion and they always are going to act in their best interest. And if they're doing a deal, they want to get as much as possible with giving up as little as possible. So that's basically uh, the equation that you're forced into when you do these deals. That's the, the job though, right? So when somebody says and suggests like, well, the Nuggets didn't do anything. They should have done something. I don't know what they could have done. I don't have any lines on what they could have done. If you ask me like, well, what about KCP? Couldn't they have traded for KCP? And... My answer is, from what I heard, I talked about this on the show, the Wizards were trying to add draft picks for KCP, which is curious because Bradley Beal opted in. It's kind of weird, but that's what I heard. Okay, so the Nuggets don't have draft picks. They can't get KCP right now, at least on draft night. Okay. I want to make this very, very clear. If the Denver Nuggets run it back, if they run it back, if at the end of the month, Will Barton is your starting two guard, the same players are coming off the bench. They've made like, they've signed Dave on Reed as the backup three, right? And they pick up like one random veteran. We're going to have to just be very critical of them. We're just going to, we're going to have to be extremely critical of the team. That has to be the decision. And you as fans should be upset. 
I can't make any other argument because they did have assets to burn. We talked about this a little bit with Adam. They did have assets to use on draft night. And whether the market was there or not, that's the job is you have to be able to translate those into those assets into meaningful change. Now I'm willing to give them the next three weeks and be like, Hey, you got three weeks to make the magic happen. And really in reality, they got what it's July, July, August, September. They got three and a half months. That's what they got. They got three and a half months to make the moves, to upgrade the roster. Uh, Flo mentions this, and this is a good one. We're going to have a lot of comments tonight on the show. Some fans saw the Melton for 23rd pick, a proof we could have made a trade, opinion, question mark. So I, I mentioned this in response to Jake Shapiro's column on the on thefan.com. Uh, I don't, look, I love DeAnthony Melton. I actually bet on him to win six man of the year. I think he's great. I think it's a perfect pickup for Philly. It was an awesome pickup. DeAnthony Melton's 6-2, right? So the question here is, if you want to say, well, if the Sixers can make a trade with a 23rd pick for DeAnthony Melton, isn't there a deal the Nuggets could have made with the 21st pick or the 26th pick or the 20 or the 30th pick? Sorry, the 21st or the 30th pick to get a guy that's not 6'2". And I just don't know the answer to that. And the reason I don't know the answer to that is because it seems very much like the wings are of the most value. This is going to be one of the challenges for Denver is that from everything I understand, this is like everybody's like wings, wings, wings. You just need as many wings as possible. Uh, Hurricane Ash, they have overpaid for KCP. I think they probably still can. I think you're waiting to see what the market is. Because if they want to draft picks for him and they can no longer get that, I think now the question you have to kind of deal with is like, all right, what are they going to do here? Like, is it building around Beal? Are they, they really want him? There's a lot of things I think they're confusing right now, trying to figure out with the Wizards. And so that's why it makes the KCP situation a little bit more confusing. Um, here's a good question. Uh, Leo says, Midnight Show. Matt, do you think the Nuggets will be interested in TJ Warren? I think they'd be interested. I could say that a sign and trade option probably accomplishes a lot of what they're looking to do, right? You trade a guy into salary that lessens the blow of adding somebody on the luxury tax bill. You try and move Jeff green or even a Monte, you know, you try and move one of these guys and then you try and pick up an addition. I think Warren's a pretty solid addition. My only question there is like, I don't know where, where Warren plays because he really is a forward and MPJ is going to play and Aaron Gordon's going to play. I think it'd be great from the perspective of you could just start Aaron Gordon and TJ Warren and let MPJ come off the bench and get his, his win back, like work him in slowly. But I don't think MPJ wants that. And if MPJ starts, which everyone's going to want him to, and he does get injured again, Hey, you got TJ Warren and he can just fill in. It'd be a big upgrade there. Warren has actually shown he can defend well, too. That was his knock in Phoenix, and he was really good in Indiana. So, um, so the big thing I want to kind of reassert here as we're going forward is that I'm not saying that the Nuggets going into next season, running it back is acceptable. If that's the case, this front office in its first ten first major venture failed. They have to change things. You can't have talked enough about change. You can't have built enough about like, hey, we were really going to be aggressive 
and then go over. You got to do something. And that, the problem with that is like, you just set the expectation. Cause if not, it's not really like the fans are, the fans will be happy when they win and mad when they lose. And that's, and they'll be, have expectations and doubts and questions. That's all part of it. But I do think there's something to be said for the energy around the team. And the energy around the team is like, we really got something. We're going to be back next year, but we got to make some changes. And you don't, that I think is damaging. That I think is an issue. I don't think it's that they're doomed now, but I do need to reassert that there have to be changes over the next three weeks or uh, you as fans have a right to be pissed and we're going to have to be pretty critical of what the Denver Nuggets decided. We'll talk about that when we get there, but after the break, I want to talk a little bit more about the free agency options that are out there, some things I've heard, and we'll get to all that and more when we come back on Locked on Nuggets. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can get all the latest developments for Major League Baseball, go Rockies, as well as get down to your NHL futures for next year if you want to bet that they had Colorado Avalanche to win the Cup again. So excited for the Avs. Congratulations to Colorado Avalanche. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores. They've got MMA, boxing, golf, WNBA, all sorts of stuff. Football's right around the corner. I got my, my magazines today. I love the football preview magazine so much i ordered them through the mail like it's 1997 just so i can flip through them on the couch when i'm watching the kids i love those things i'm excited to be betting nfl again this this season bet online where the game starts we'll be right back on locked on nuggets Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for making us part of your day and your first listen each and every day. Glad to have you with us. Make sure that you check out all the great podcasts around the Locked On Network, including Locked On Avalanche, home for all your coverage for the Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. Woo! What a performance. Who who would have thought they could win a game 2-1? I was told by somebody that they could never win a game 2-1. Incredible. Just an absolutely amazing performance. What a season. Uh, I was so happy for all the guys. It was so cool to see Eric Johnson. It was so cool to see Lance Gog. It was so cool to see Kadri and my guy, Miko Rantanen. Love Miko. It was an amazing experience. Uh, going to the parade. I'm actually going to the parade with the family on Thursday. So I'll be down there. Excited to see my first championship parade. I've never been to one of these. So I'm excited to see, seeing it. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit more about free agency. If you got questions in the comments, definitely hit me. Cause this is more of an open show late night on a Monday, uh, Tuesday where some people are. So I want to talk a little bit about where the free agency market is looking. Let's talk first about the Mavericks who are a direct threat to the nuggets in the Western conference. The, Mavericks at the trade deadline shut down all talks with Jalen Brunson and basically decided they were going to keep him. And they're like, we're going to resign him. And there was kind of this idea of like, it's kind of like a handshake deal. Like it's going to happen. And they get to free agency and, or they get to like June and there starts to be kind of a burbling a little bit of, Hey, the Knicks are probably going to make a pretty big run. They, they signed Rick Brunson, his dad to an assistant coaching deal. That's always like a big red flag. And I heard there was a number that the Mavericks would not go beyond. 
And it certainly seems, based off of what I know, I will only tell you that the number that the New York Knicks are targeting, which is going to be four years, $100 million, that's per Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report, is probably above that number. Now, that doesn't mean the Mavericks can't match it and keep him. Now, he's not a restricted free agent, I want to be clear. He's unrestricted. But if they offer him the same money, I think he probably stays. He's been very supportive of Dallas. It doesn't seem like a Jeremy Grant type deal where he leaves for the same money. So the question here is, is it better for Denver if Jalen Brunson signs with the Mavericks or leaves to go to the Knicks? And you say like, okay, isn't it better if the Mavericks lose a key piece given that they don't have the cap room to really replace him? Yes and no, because not having that on the books does make it easier. Then they're like a Spencer Dinwiddie trade and a Tim Hardaway Jr. trade, which I know that they've looked at away from being able to take on enough space to bring on a superstar. Or if a superstar comes available and they want to go to Dallas, that moves it into there versus if they add on Brunson. Now they get a four year, $100 million contract on the list. Um, that I think is concerning, right? For the Mavericks. And that makes it harder for them to reconfigure. So I think long-term actually, probably I would say the best thing for Denver fans is actually if he stays in Dallas because while it's easier for them to, it's a better talent immediately, it does kind of cap them in terms of what they're capable of. So if I were you as a Nuggets fan, I would tell you you'd be rooting for the Mavericks uh, to re-sign Jalen Brunson. Another Western Conference, not competitor, not like serious, but there is a lot of talk that the Atlanta Hawks are in conversations uh, with the San Antonio Spurs about DeJounte Murray. We obviously talked about DeJounte Murray the other day on the show. More talk about that on Monday. I will say this is getting to the point where it's a little bit curious that Atlanta is making this much noise about it. There's an angle here, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know if this is Atlanta trying to drum up interest for Gallo because they're really trying to move Gallo. I don't know if this is them trying to raise the value for John Collins because the report on Monday was that John Collins is not included in the deal for DeJounte Murray. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But if you're the Hawks, you're like, John Collins is so valuable. We got DeJounte Murray, and he, we didn't even have to give John Collins up because that's how valuable he was to us. Um, so Leo says that the Spurs want to tank for Victor Wembanyama. Probably, probably. Uh, why not Gallo for Barton? Hurricane asks. Uh, I don't know. That's an upgrade, man. I get how people feel about Barton, but I just don't know that that's an upgrade with where Gallo's at. I really don't. I think you got to be careful what you wish for here. You can go too far. Um, I think in large part, what we are seeing though is we are seeing like the Spurs definitely shift a little bit towards, if this report's accurate, they're not going to, like the Spurs are not going to all of a sudden be a threat. I don't think it looks like they're heading in the opposite direction. So that's something to keep in mind. The other team that I would probably talk about in consideration for the free agency stuff is as much as I don't want to talk about Kyrie Irving, like ever again for the rest of my life, like I don't want to talk about Kyrie Irving ever again. I do think it's probably worth talking about the Lakers and how if Kyrie doesn't get traded, which I think it's weird that everyone's like Kyrie opted in and he has declined trade options. The, the trade is not up to Kyrie. The, the Nets can trade. It's actually easier for the Nets to trade Kyrie now. It's a lot easier because now he's an expiring contract and they can basically say, hey, it's 37 million, but it's an expiring contract. So we can take back less and it's okay because we're going to lose him anyway. 
So I don't necessarily know that the trade stuff is done, but let's assume based off of the conversations, the Nets cave and basically say like, okay, as long as we get to keep Kevin Durant, we'll put up with Kyrie's nonsense for another year. It doesn't mean the Lakers don't get Kyrie Irving. And that's probably a good thing for the Nuggets, just based off of the fact that as much as Kyrie's a flake and a loon, still a very good basketball player and makes the shooty hoops and dribbles the shooty balls. And he's very good at those things. So as such, it's probably better. And this still means that the Lakers are in kind of this weird purgatory of trying to make it work with Russell Westbrook. And we don't know about is AD ever going to be able to play another season again. Um, all of these types of things. I think it's tough. So in general, I think things are trending pretty well for Denver in terms of the Mavericks are either going to have to sign Jalen Brunson to over a hundred million dollars or a hundred million dollars, or they're going to lose him. And the Lakers are not going to get Kyrie Irving, at least as we record this on Monday, I'm not ruling it out yet. Just not, I'm just me personally, not ruling it out, but they're probably, as we record this on Monday, not getting Kyrie Irving. So that's a bunch of free agency news. I think is like a win uh, for the nuggets. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll answer some more questions from the group, including there's a question about OG in here. There's a question about Bogdan Bogdanovich. A lot of questions to kind of figure out. Uh, we will break them all down when we come back on Locked On Nuggets. But first, I need to tell you about Rock Auto. This is the best place for you to find parts for your car or truck. Your local auto parts store is not going to have all the parts that you need in whatever brand you want. They're going to carry one brand. It's probably not going to be in stock. They're going to have to order it or have it shipped over from another store on the other side of town. You're going to have to deal with the hassle of going into the store and dealing with the counter person. You wait in line, you get up there, and then he's got to look through the computer, and it's just a whole mess. Don't deal with that. Just go to Rock Auto. So much easier. You save time and money when you're using Rock Auto. So on the money side, listen to this. A Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's $216 from Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They got everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Reliably, reliably low prices, amazing selection, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day and your first listen each and every day. Also check out Locked on NBA. I had to record two episodes of Locked on NBA on Monday. I recorded one with David Ramil and we talked for about 35 minutes about Kyrie Irving and I got off. The, we, I literally clicked end and then I flipped over to TweetDeck and boop, Sham Sharnia popped up with a report on Kyrie Irving. All of the dead. Had to record another one. So Kyrie took a full like hour and 20 minutes for me today. And let's just say I wasn't fond of the person before. So that's a fun time. Here's some more questions on free agency. I want to get to from the group. Uh, good question here from TJ who says, what a nice surprise. Glad to have you in my ears while I work night shift. Hey, hang in there, buddy. I've worked the night shift before. Hang in here in beautiful downtown Denver. Is it possible for the nugs to acquire someone the caliber of O G? Hmm, that's a good question. No, I'll be honest with you. I don't think they're going to get a player as good as OG Anobi, and I don't even think OG Anobi is that good. Adam and I are very far apart on this in terms of how good we think OG Anobi is. I think OG is like, he's good. He's a good, he's a guy. He fits in that category of like, he's a guy. He's really good. 
but I just don't necessarily think of him as this massive difference maker. I don't think the Nuggets are going to be able to get a massive difference maker. I don't know if KCP is that. Like, that's their best option. I don't know if that's that guy. If they do, it's going to be impressive. We're not going to be talking about the draft anymore, right? It's going to be like, oh. Uh, if they do, it will be somebody. Let me put it this way. And like, this is one of the things I think is tough is I remember how much of a just complete disaster that draft was when they were trying to get love and it didn't work out and everyone's just like traumatized. And then four days later they went to Atlanta and got Paul Millsap right now. There are people in town that will tell you that Paul Millsap was not worth it. And that is not true. I'm just here to tell you that Paul Millsap came in and because of his work ethic and what he established and the floor that he helped set, it was really high level. So like the nuggets are basically hoping to do the same thing again here where it's like, they have a really bad draft. I'm not willing to say the draft was bad, but it wasn't like they didn't make a big move. Right. And then, you know, they get Peyton Watson. Right. And then they walk out of it and, and free agency, they hit a home run. Um, I will also say, and this is something that's in the comments. I'll just tell you this. Don't make declarative statements about what they can and can't get. Don't do that. The, the NBA trade market and free agency is about relationships and it's about uh, changing perspectives of, if a player wants a change or he's got a connection to a guy or he wants a fresh start or he wants a bigger deal, you just don't know what the value of these things are. And you don't know how these things are going to work out. So when you say things like they can't get anything else, they can't get any more. You're just not being accurate. Uh, Nemanja wants to ask, is Lonzo ball a realistic target? Absolutely not. 100% no. Lonzo was incredible last season. He's still coming off of injury, by the way. I don't know if he's going to be ready for camp. Uh, and the Chicago Bulls are absolutely committed to him. Lonzo Ball is not possible. Uh, TJ says, declarative statements are the worst, which is a declarative statement. I see you, TJ. I see you. Um, in relation to the last segment, Mathis says, I hope the Suns lose Aiden. That one, I would tell you, is becoming more and more likely. Uh, before Kyrie Irving's opt-in, I will tell you that there was a lot of conversation about DeAndre Aiden going to Brooklyn, but not for Kyrie Irving. So, if 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 that's the choice, if your choices are DeAndre Ayton is still in Phoenix or Kevin Durant is in Phoenix, you should probably hope that DeAndre Ayton is still in Phoenix. But I do hear that it's very it continues to be very likely for that to happen. Uh, Leo asks, Charlotte wants to shed salary. You want to take Plumlee into the TPE for free? It's not a bad idea. I don't mind that idea. I think most people in Denver would be like, oh, you're bringing back Plumlee? But like, look, that was a big problem. The whole thing this year, the reason the Nuggets were six instead of four or three was pretty much entirely the backup center situation. If they literally had Mason Plumlee on the bench the first two months of the season and didn't play Faco Composo, they would they probably would have made the the at least the four seed. They would have been as good as the Mavericks, right? And that keeps you in a different bracket, and who knows from there. So I don't think getting Mason back is the worst idea, but if you're going to go that route, I don't know if the TPE is necessarily, if Plumlee is the best use of that TPE. That said, the TPE, if you want to know a good example of why these trade player exceptions are not always going to work out, Boston trade player exception for Josh Richardson expired tonight. Like, that's what happened. Just vanished into thin air. These trade player exceptions do not always work out. Uh, Edmund has asked, the chances of getting Bogdan Bogdanovich, right? Bogdan. Bogdanovich, as opposed to Bojan Bogdanovich. Bogdan's from the Hawks, obviously. Um, he's available. Might be doable. 
I don't know what the Hawks want. Right. So I don't know what the Hawks are really looking for because if they're adding DeJounte, that gives them basically a combination of a starting two guard to go next to Trey and a backup point that you can stagger. So I don't know that the Nuggets having Monte is going to be a pull. Now I have said that I know the MPJ and Trey Young are really good friends and I would be absolutely on the phone every day being like, think of how good MPJ would be with Trey if he's healthy. I would just be working that, but I don't think they're going to go for it because Travis Schlenk is pretty smart. Um, People asked about Tybal. So I, I was really high on Tybal beginning of the year. I thought he was just his ability to make plays defensively is so incredible. His confidence got real shaken this season, I think offensively. Uh the the fact that the vaccination thing, I think, was not great just in terms of this decision. Now there's he has pretty sound reasonings for it compared to most people that hypothetically play for the Brooklyn Nets. But that said, I still think that Tybal, um does represent, I am not completely sold on the idea that you can just surround Joker with defenders and be okay. I still think you got to have some spacing. I still think you need to be able to punish the defense with quick passes out for threes if they double. And that I think is, is an important thing to consider. Ken's got a go, an idea here. How about Kyle Anderson for the traded player MLE? Um, taxpayer MLE. That's actually a really great sign. Like that would be a really great signing. Anderson is from the Spurs tree, understands how to win. I was so skeptical of that move as a Grizzlies guy. I was like I was arguing with John Hollinger who signed it in in Vegas. I was like John, he's not athletic and like he can't shoot threes and all these types of things. And he was like he's a connector and he 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 has a better shot than you think. It's going to work. And John eventually left the Grizzlies, but Kyle Anderson's been a huge part of their success. He's a winning guy. I love slow-mo. He's incredible in terms of what he's able to bring to the table. He would be a great fit on Denver. And last season, I was actually really surprised at how well he was able to produce offensively, especially for a team that has as many weapons as the Grizzlies do. Um, He only shot 33% from three last year. So like, that's a problem, right? And his career average is 33%. But it's enough, honestly, to where he brings you the other things and his floater is so reliable. I actually think it might honestly be worth it a little bit. Uh, Stefan says, Monte is way better than KCP. Please don't trade. If you're going to improve the team, you got to trade Monte Morris. I don't know how else to do it. I don't know how else to do it. You know? Uh, You had two picks in the 20 to 30 range. In a weak draft, that didn't get it done. You could still technically trade those players, by the way. Uh, I just don't know that there's all that many things to, to cover. Um, Bogan81 asks, what's happening with, with Vasa Micic? Uh, Micic. There we go. Vasa Micic. He has a good relationship with Jokic. We talked about that on the last show. So go back to Friday's episode, or we talked about it last week, and you'll be able to find an episode where Adam talked about Micic quite a bit, and he has a really good scouting report breakdown on him uh yeah this is a good point on matisse Stiebel. sean says issue with matisse is he's a sneaky bat as a cutter he's a horrible shooter and can't finish at the rim he's basically six five faku minus the passing i'm not gonna go that far he he's such an elite defender that it's so much of a difference between him and faku like he is a 
high level playmaking defensive player. He is one of the most impactful defensive players in the league. So uh, I would say that he's better than that. However, he does. The cutting thing is a problem. He had real issues finishing on cuts and that's a real issue. Edmund also asks, what would you get if you threw AG into a trade package? You know, he's proven he's a winning player. I think you hurt yourself in a couple of ways there. You do have to keep in mind, guys, that you want guys that want to be in Denver. That's part of maintaining the locker room is guys that are bought in. Aaron Gordon's like bought in. He was the one guy at the end of the year that I really thought was trying to push through all the fatigue harder than anybody. And it caused him honestly to miss some shots because he was trying so hard. But I never questioned Aaron's effort. Gordon was like bought in all the way, trying to play winning basketball the whole way through. And that to me is a a pretty important facet. If you're going to consider these type of things is like who fits with the, the identity of the team. And Aaron is really bought in and seems to get the role. And the contract is honestly pretty expensive. This is part of the deal that we talked about when they signed the extension, The, the extension made sense for Denver. I don't know that Aaron Gordon, that number makes sense for a number of other teams. I don't know how many teams he makes sense for. Right. So that I think is, is part of the issue. Okay. So that sets us up for the rest of the week. Let me kind of like give you the, the breakdown. Um, John wall was a significant chunk of like movement. That's a long standing buy in piece. that has been resolved. I don't think the net stuff is resolved yet. We'll see what tomorrow brings. There will be news all throughout the week. And we'll cover it here for you on Locked on Nuggets. I'm going to try and make some calls and figure out what other people are hearing around the league about all these types of things. Uh, So we'll see what it is that the Nuggets come up with. Thanks for joining me on a late night edition. Really enjoyed you guys hopping in and joining me. This has been a great chat. We're going to do this again as things go through. I will probably do something along the lines of a free agency reaction show, either with Adam or on my own here later. We will do a, a... a episode this week that basically is y'all suggestions. And we did a lot of that on this episode. If you've got suggestions, I want to know about them. Send it to at locked on nuggets on Twitter or me at HP basketball. And we'll get to them this week. We want to do an episode of basically like, let's look at the targets and see if they fit. And we'll talk about those options all throughout the week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great night. If you're at work, hang in there and we'll see you guys again next time on locked on nuggets.